Welcome to the Four Calls Podcast. I'm your host, Summer Sigir. For those of you returning to listen to my podcast, uh, thank you. And for those of you that are new, uh, welcome. And hopefully you'll come back for some more later on. Today, episode six, we're going to be discussing my reaction to the Nuggets Heat Game 3 in the finals. Uh, we'll be talking about um, CP3 uh, being released uh, from the Suns and Dalvin Cook is also released from the Vikings. Okay, so today we'll start off episode 6 with uh, my reaction to the Nuggets Heat uh, Game 3 of the finals. Uh, played down in Miami, it was a 1-1 one, one, one series was tied uh, and the Nuggets came out on top uh, with a 109-94 uh, win uh, to take back home court advantage and go up 2-1 in the series. Uh, Jokic and Murray both for the Nuggets had uh, 30 point triple doubles which was insane like Jokic is best player in the league like I don't care you can make arguments for other people but Jokic is the best player in the league like he had he had 32 points 21 rebounds and 10 assists he's he he was insane he played so well um uh, but he wasn't he never forced it or he, he never he he's just one of those ones where he just quietly does it he doesn't jump off your screen like you know when lebron lebron or somebody gets a triple double it's like jumping off the screen you're just like whoa which is amazing right but then jokic just does it so elegantly um you know for being such a big man and he can just give it to you any any way you want you know he he was you know, taking shots from the perimeter, pump faking, driving down the lane, scoop layups, you know, little, uh, little turnaround pull-ups in the, uh, you know, at the top of the key, like, he was doing it any which way, like, he was just <coughs> taking, excuse me, taking the defense, uh, to school and basically just taking what, what they gave him, it was insane to see. Jamal Murray, you know, 34, 10 and 10, you know, he was, lights out uh he started off the game really well started it off hot making shots you know again he's another one where it's like how do you want it you know you know attack the basket pull up mid-range pull up for three you know him and him and Jokic so work so well together they're they're, they are literally uh when they're when they're hitting their shots and they're like they're in their groove it's gonna take something stupendous to 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 stop them doing that. Um Aaron Gordon uh Aaron Gordon, you know, he he came in with a double double 11 and 10 and Christian Braun off the bench 15 points. He was one that for the last couple of games he's been jumping off the screen for me uh in terms of just energy and hustle off the bench, you know, and attacking the basket and you know, taking uh, good shots. Um, he really just fit into the offense quite well coming off the bench. I mean, he's he's really done really well. Done really well. Um, now, looking over onto the other side, um, uh, one of the stats which I thought was uh, very, uh, very interesting to see was uh, the Heat's uh, field, goal, field goals was 34 out of 92 shots. <laughs> So out of 92 shots that they took, they only hit 34. Um, 
that it's not enough. It's not enough. That that's mass. That's a massive amount of shots that they just didn't hit. They just uh, and, I mean, Jimmy Butler's your star player, right? He gave you twenty eight points, which is good, but he had four assists. Um, that like as the star player, you need to get your teammates involved into the game, like, and get get them scoring as well, because you your twenty eight point output outburst is not is not going to is is not going to do it. It's not going to be enough, because it was just Jimmy with twenty eight. The next highest scorer was was a. Uh, uh, Bam with twenty two and seventeen, so he had a double double. Uh, and Caleb Martin off the bench, he had ten points. Everyone else was in single digits. That's not that's not good at all. It's 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 not gonna cut it. It's it's not gonna do it. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Butler needs to step up as the leader of this team. He's like he's the best player on this team, right? Uh, he needs to get his teammates into the game he needs to start spreading the ball around you know he's a very good player and he's got it in him to do that but he's just not been doing it he's not been doing it at all it's it's not good enough 28 points and that's it every all of all of his other stats were in single digits um you know not even you know um not even 10 rebounds not even 10 assists something else 28 points on its own is not going to cut it you need to be have double digits in some other category as well, you know, preferably, preferably in his position, uh, assists, uh, and or rebounds. Um, Bam, I thought did well, twenty two and seventeen, but he's obviously second best guy. He's a big man, you know. He, a lot of his points were in the paint. Um, he did well, I thought, but um, yeah, the Heat, it's getting to the stage now where it's like, you know. The the Heat are either hitting all their shots or they're not, you know. And uh, this game they did not, you know. They took ninety two shots and only hit thirty four. That they're not hitting their shots. Um, I think game four is in. Uh, the early early hours of uh, tomorrow morning. Um, so I'll be staying up tonight to watch that. It'll be like uh around half one um, UK time. Uh, so one thirty in the morning, uh, so I'll be staying up to watch the games, uh, and see if if the Heat, uh, whether Eric Goodwell, Coach Spo can basically come out and inspire a change, like uh, and inspire some new sort of tactical change, uh, like he did in Game Two where the Heat won that game, um, that formula worked, and I don't understand why they why they moved away from it, but. Uh, I think I also have to say that um, in game two, they, they were hitting a lot of their shots. They were hitting good open shots. Um, but yeah, I don't know why they moved away from that formula, but uh, hopefully they'll address that. Uh, the Nuggets, they just need to keep doing what they're doing. You know, Jokic is playing at an unbelievable rate. Uh, so is uh, Jamal Murray and the the rest of the team. They just need to keep doing what they're doing and and supporting those two guys, um. And we'll we'll see how Game Four goes in in Miami. Staying in the NBA, uh, we're going to be talking about some some news that um, Chris Paul CP three is is uh, to be released from uh, the Phoenix Suns. I think this is 
this is he's now moving on. He's going to be moving on to his I guess sixth team now. Um, yeah, my I'll keep this section is going to be quite short, quite short and sweet. I mean, uh, he's going to be thirty nine years old, right? And in this past season, he's averaged nine assists over these last fifty over fifty nine games that he's played. Um, yeah, I th- I think with the where the Suns are right now, I think. The Suns, so they've got they got you know Devin Booker right, they got Book, and then they've got KD right, uh. So they think they they're definitely like they they're definitely a we need to win now kind of team. They're not re- trying to rebuild or anything like that, um. So, me, uh, perhaps the decision makers are thinking, can we get a point guard, which is perhaps slightly younger and, and more durable and more available. Because sometimes the best bit, best ability is availability, right? Um, you know, Chris Paul's had his fair share of injuries and they're increasing in frequency as he's getting older. So he's going to be 39 soon. Um, you know, it's it's time to consider whether, you know, uh, you know players like Mike Conley, you know, uh, are they available? Uh, Terry, Terry Rozier... Uh, you know he he's more of a two guard, but he's again he's he's masker he's you know he's a two basically playing as a one because he's not, he, I think he's oh I don't think he's as big enough to be a two, uh to be a, uh to be a two yes and um, or maybe to consider D'Angelo Russell again he's another scorer type who's masquerading as a one, um. But I think the best probably the best fit would be Mike Conley. You know he's. Uh, he's experienced. He's he's younger than CP three. He's um, you know, able to push the ball down the floor. He's a pass first, more of a pure point guard, than those other two options that I said. Um, you know, uh, he might he might be a better shot. Uh, I think that you know whether they can work out a trade, uh, for Mike Conley that probably be the best case scenario for them. You know, someone to facilitate and give give Book and KD the ball basically. Um and I think Mike Conley would would be best place to do that. Really, he's a he's an experienced NBA guy. Been in the been been in the league for a few years, you know. He knows how it goes. He 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 knows um, uh, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna be silly. He's not he's not stupid. He he doesn't need to go and score you know thirty forty a night, you know. He needs to. He he knows that his job would be come in and support those those two star players. I mean, I can also see that potentially the Suns getting rid of DeAndre Ayton soon as well, because that uh, it it takes a lot just to it, you have to you have to like almost pay the guy to like be motivated to play, and even then he may not be uh, because they do they 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 do pay him they they pay him to be to play basketball, you know if I if I was Dion you know if I was if I was DeAndre Ayton and I was his size. And I was getting paid millions upon millions to play basketball. I would be the most motivated dude. I would give my. I would literally be given hundred percent all day every day. But that's coming from a person who's, um, you know, not not would never have been good enough to make it to the pro leagues, which is fine. But it just it makes me mad when someone who's quite obviously gifted and talented and in this position, you know, to do really well and and to have a great career. And they just squander it because of I don't know, laziness or, 
you know, no love for the game. I mean, I've I've heard on various other podcasts like, you know, uh, Gilbert Arena's podcast or uh, uh, Undisputed or various others like that, that there's a lot of there's a lot of players in the league who don't actually love basketball. They don't put their work and time in. They just do it because they're uh, very gifted at it and it's and it's a lot of money. You know, which fair enough. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking that all, but I. It's also it makes you think like, you know, you've you've taken a spot from someone who would cherish his spot and and really work hard and give his everything and all. But I guess that's just the world we live in, isn't it? Unfortunately. But this is something to keep an eye on over the next few days. Um, as soon as there's another update that I hear of, then obviously I shall be putting it out over over on my podcast on Apple and Spotify. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, ideal scenario. Try and get Mike Connolly for me for the Suns, um, but we shall see. We're going to shift over to the NFL now, um, where there's another another story of a release. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, the star running back for the Minnesota Vikings is uh, to be released as well. Uh, he's an absolute stud. Um, you know, he's over the last four seasons, he's rushed for over a thousand yards. Um, over his career, he's had 1500 touches, which is quite, quite few for a, run, for a running back. Um, but he's averaged 4.7 yards a carry for, the, for, for those 1500 touches of the rock. Um, I think, you know, I think he's, um, I think he he would be a, a valuable asset. There'll be there'll be quite a few teams who who will be making some calls to uh, Mister Cook's agent to see whether he's available or not, whether he'd be interested or not. Um, I do think uh, Dalvin Cook's now at, at this point now where I think he wants to go to a team that want that's gonna win, um, or that's that's in the running for winning. So, um. You know, watch this space, but I think perhaps the Bills, the Ravens, the Chiefs, um, the Bengals, you know, the Chargers. I think they'll all be making they'll be making inquiries into him. Um, I mean, in my opinion, a stud. I mean, I think I can. I think he can command. You know, maybe five six million. I think, and I think he'd be very useful in offenses where you know he can be shifted out from the running back out into an empty set or something like that. Or a trip set, um. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, I think he'd be. It would be interesting to see where he goes and and how the fit works, but uh, we'll have to see that uh, what happens there over the next coming days as well. Shifting back to the NBA now, just to finish off, uh, there's been another development in the John Morant story, uh, regarding um, the whole gun thing on IG Live again, um. Uh, his team are now allegedly saying that the gun uh, was in fact a toy and it was passed to him from the rear seat of the vehicle he was in and what he was waving around was a toy gun. Uh, this is so silly and stupid and it doesn't even, like, who cares? Even if it was a toy, it looked, it, I've, I've seen the video, it looks like a real gun regardless of if it's a toy or not. <clears throat> and people keep you know going on about uh you know there's uh he was in uh Tennessee you know they've got open carry gun laws etc 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 um that's fine that's beside the point he's an employee 
and a representative and, a, and an ambassador of the NBA, which is a private company, right? And you need to follow the rules of the company in which you work for. You represent them. And you've, you've, you've embarrassed them, essentially. You've, you've embarrassed the NBA. You've, you've, you're tainting the image of the uh, of the NBA, the people who pay, you know pay your salary and pay you all those millions and millions, you know, and and you're talking about local gun laws like uh, it, that, that's it's it doesn't matter it it really doesn't matter you're you know you've 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 publicly tainted the image of the NBA and the Memphis Grizzlies and the fact that his team's coming out and saying this is like you're trying to absolve him, like. I'm so like he's a, he he's a grown adult yeah and he already knows that in the months prior he was already in trouble for waving a gun around on social media right and then he got called into the commissioner Adam Silver's office and I don't, I can't imagine how the conversation went but I can I can I I can wholeheartedly say that Adam Silver was not a happy man but you know, John Moran, he said, you know, I'm going to get help. I'm going to do, I'm going to do what needs to be done, you know, and he appeared, you know, really contrite. But the fact that he's gone out and done the exact same again, thing again, it means that he doesn't care. He's, he's, he's either he doesn't care or he's just stupid. Like he's really dumb, you know, and you can, you can make an argument for both that he doesn't care and that he's just stupid, that you know he's he's cost already cost himself a night contract well, you know um like the the shoe deal's gone which would would have given him millions upon millions you know turned away customers turned away fans like it, this is what i don't get you know you have a chance to really change your life your family's life your you know your your children your grandchildren your great grandchildren this is generational wealth you're able to give them and you're going to throw away for throw it away for what some losers in your back seat who give you a gun to wave around like that's some dumb stuff man that's some stupid stuff like you are you're the sum of the company that you keep in it of the five people that you hang around with in it you know that I, I can't keep I mean I can't keep going on about it and saying it but like it's it's just it's just the mere fact that they're you know trying to absolve like Ja Ja Morant is trying to because obviously he, they they wouldn't have put this out there without Ja Morant knowing about it, so he's you know trying to absolve himself, trying to point the finger or or, at the, or some at some other thing or trying to just give excuses and be like oh well no you know it's it was a fake gun who cares if it even if it was a fake gun it looked real you've got the whole gun violence issue going on in America right now you know, uh, and, and you're, you're talking to me about, oh, it was a fake toy gun, like, who, which, what kind of grown man plays with toy guns and waves it around and thinks he's cool, it's like, seriously, like, if you're a professional athlete, right, you, once you get to that level where you're earning millions and millions and you're at the top of your game, right, you need to, you need to, you're going to lose some people, you have to lose, you, you have to, you have to take stock of what you've got in terms of your friendship circle and the people you hang around with and you think, right, is this person, you know, going to benefit me or not? And, you know, Sh- Shannon Sharp, one of the hosts of Undisputed, you know, Hall of Famer, legendary tight end, yeah. He said it best when when he 
when Shannon Sharp was was playing professional football in the NFL, um, he would go back. He he would go back to the hood where he was from, but his 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 boys turned around and say, "Nope, Shannon, you know you've got yourself out of this situation now. You can't hang out with us anymore." And that's what a real friend is. Like if if your friends are gangbangers, right, or if they're like you know like out there in the hood and doing whatever they're doing, right? If they're your real friends, they would literally take you to the side and go, look, look, listen, you've managed to pull yourself out of the hood. You know, you've got yourself to this level now where you're making a ton of money. We're your friends. We're going to look out for your best interests. It is not in your best interest to be hanging out with us, right? Because we're going to be doing whatever we're doing, right? And it's, it's going to make Jar look bad and it's going to affect Jar's money, Okay. But you, Jar's just got a bunch of yes men around him, and you know making him look stupid and making making him look ridiculous, and they're supposed to be his friends. I think Jar needs to take a good look in the mirror and think, you know, who do I really want as friends? You know, like yeah, you grew up with them and they're your homeboys, and yeah, you know, but like you've got to you've got to make a decision here and think right. I've got to take care of my family and my future generations, or am I going to be out here gangbanging? And that's the question that Jar's got to have for himself. And just to finish off, in my local news, uh, my team, Sheffield Giants, we will be playing the Birmingham Bulls this Sunday uh, away in uh, Birmingham. Uh, we are currently 1-3, and three and hopefully we'll get our second win of the season. Uh, we are currently ranked in the in the British American Football Association Division 1 rankings, as at ninth at the moment, um, and hopefully we can push that up a bit, um, but I shall give you an update on that following the game on uh, Sunday. That brings us to the end of episode six. I have been your host, Samith Sigir. Uh, my returning listeners, I uh, thank you for coming back and uh, listening to the podcast. For anybody that's new today, I appreciate you taking your time to listen to the podcast and hopefully you will return for some more. Uh, please uh, like and subscribe uh, to my podcast on Apple and Spotify podcasts. 